Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in his series on the pastoral epistles of St. Paul with this message entitled, Preach the Word, preached June 26, 2016. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. The title, Preach the Word, Keruxon Ton Logon. Because all Scripture, Old and New Testament, is God's Word and mighty to save everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, whom Scripture reveals as the Son of God, the Savior of the world. And this preaching of the Word is profitable for every believer, for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. The preaching of the Word of God is most important for sinners to hear, believe, and be saved, and for believers to grow in faith. See, the importance of preaching is stated in Romans 10. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? And verse 17, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of Christ. The central importance of preaching and hearing the word of God. Now the aged apostle in 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, is giving Timothy, his son in the faith, his final charge. Soon he will be beheaded for his faith in Jesus. This final charge is in three words, keruxon ton logon, preach the word. The word which is mighty to make one Jew or Gentile wise unto salvation through faith in Christ Jesus, who alone made atonement for the sin of the world. He alone destroyed our death by his death and brought to light immortal life. It is also God's charge to every pastor commissioned by Christ. The charge is preach the word. Preach the word means preach the gospel. Preach the word of God, the word of truth, as we are given in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8. Without preaching the word, sinners cannot be saved. So the first point 
the final apostolic charge. The Apostle Paul, through his inspired letter, puts Timothy under oath to preach the gospel. He calls upon God and Christ Jesus as witnesses to this apostolic charge. And we read in 1 Timothy 5.21, I charge you in the sight of God and Christ Jesus and the elect angels to keep these instructions without partiality. 1 Timothy 6.13, In the sight of God who gives life to everything and of Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you. And so, 2 Timothy 4.1, In the name of God and Christ Jesus, who is about to judge the living and the dead and in view of his epiphany and the kingdom. I put you in charge. I put you under oath to preach the word. Paul is giving him a charge with great solemnity. He must fulfill his charge without fail or he will be judged by Christ himself. He gives this commission in the presence of God. The Father is witnessing this charge. Timothy, I fulfilled my ministry and I am about to depart from this world. Now you take over the ministry. Paul also gives this charge in the presence of Christ Jesus who fulfilled his mission and declared from the cross tetelestai it is finished Christ Jesus who is about to judge the living and the dead the father has given him all authority to judge everyone and he is coming to judge Romans 2.16 this will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ, as my gospel declares. Romans 14, 9, For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. 1 Corinthians 4, 5, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of men's hearts. First Peter 4, 5, But they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Acts ten forty two. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. Acts 17, 31, For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man. He has appointed, he has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. 
Second Corinthians 5:10 for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And you read this judgment in Matthew 25 and Revelation 20. Everyone who died will be raised up together with the living and they will be judged by Jesus who knows everything we ever did. He will judge men's secrets and men's motives. So Timothy, be very earnest in preaching the word. All men's way of salvation, all men's way of salvation is false. Only by faith in Jesus Christ a sinner can be saved. He is the only Savior of the whole world. Jesus Christ is coming a second time as he has promised in great glory. He comes to judge. He is the Savior and he is also the judge of the whole world. So Paul says in 2 Timothy 2, And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord Jesus will overthrow with the breath of his mouth and destroy by the splendor of his coming. Christ Jesus also is coming in his kingdom. His kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit to all who are born of the Spirit. Those refuse to trust Jesus will face the rod of his direct rule. And we read in 1 Corinthians 6, Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. He will experience the mighty rod ministry. Psalm 2, verse 9, You will rule them with an iron scepter, you will dash them to pieces like pottery. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Timothy must preach the words, therefore, with fear and trembling. And number two, the five imperatives, commands, in chapter 4, verse 2. These earnest imperatives show the urgency of these commands. First, preach the word. The word stands for the promise of the Old Testament and the fulfillment in the gospel, in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
It is the word of God, the word of truth. It is the sound teaching. It is the faith objectively considered. It is the deposit Timothy must guard. It is the Holy Scriptures. It is the apostolic doctrine. It is not just any word. It is the word. Timothy must preach the word of God, not his opinion or human philosophy or doctrines of demons. He must study the word, interpret it correctly, and preach it loudly, publicly, fully as Christ's ambassador with all authority, urging sinners to repent, believe, be baptized, and be saved from the coming wrath of God. Timothy must be spirit-filled and word-filled and fearless. And the second imperative be on duty always when it is convenient for you and when it is not convenient for you. When you are free and when you are thrown into a dungeon, your food is to do the will of God of preaching the gospel and finish it when you die. You cannot have any vacation or retirement. Study the biography of J.C. Ryle. You are always on the job. Don't worry. When they arrest you, flog you, and put your feet in the stocks. The Bible says, Luke 12, when you are brought before synagogues, rulers, and authorities, do not worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. So, Minister Timothy, be on duty always. Ephesians 5.16, making most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And don't worry, sir. Do not be afraid, Jesus said, of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Number three, reprove, convict people who are wrong in their teaching and ethics, such as worldly people, legalists, antinomians, hyper-grace people, those who reject the authority of Scripture, deity of Christ. Correct them. Reprove them by biblical arguments, proving their sins. And do so in reliance on the Holy Spirit. John 16 verse 8 says, When he comes, the Holy Spirit, 
He will convict you. The world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Titus 1.9, he must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute, reprove those who oppose it. Titus 1.13, this testimony is true, therefore rebuke them sharply so that they will be sound in the faith. More than 50% of my ministry is to rebuke and correct and straighten out. And as I said yesterday, if you love people, you will correct them, rebuke them, and teach them, and so on. 1 Timothy 5, verse 20, those who sin are to be rebuked publicly so that the others may take warning. And number four, fourth imperative command, rebuke. In other words, give sharp rebuke, censure, rebuke even publicly, that they stop doing wrong. We reprove and rebuke people because we love people. We do so to children because we love our children. Parents must rebuke and correct them. We want them stop doing wrong and start doing right, pleasing God and be blessed by God. And the fifth imperative in Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 2, encourage people with all patience and doctrinal expository preaching of the scriptures. Urge them, encourage them, exhort them, admonish them with patience. Patience, friends, is a fruit of the Spirit. Holy Spirit will give you patience. But not only that, but teaching, expository preaching of the Bible will fulfill all these imperatives. And the third, the reason for these commands. <clears throat> what is the reason? Again, the coming apostasy of God's people. In verse 3 and 4, Paul gives yet a prophecy about the coming apostasy of believers who are second and third soil temporary believers who are the non-elect and therefore not truly born again. There are such people in the church. So read my book on the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 6, 4 through 6. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the coming cage, if they fall away to be brought back to repentance, it is impossible because to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting Him to public disgrace. Hebrews 10, 29 to 31, how much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished 
who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified him, who has insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The apostasy of believers is true in the life of every visible holy church where God's word is clearly preached and practiced. This has been true throughout church history, even apostolic times. For example, Judas Iscariot, Ananias and Sapphira and so on. For time shall come. He said that already in 2 Timothy 3.1. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. First Timothy 4, the Spirit clearly says that in the latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. For the time shall come and now is. The last days is the period between the first and second coming of Christ. But one thing is certain. Some professing believers shall become apostates. They will not tolerate hygienic, salvific, health-giving Bible teaching. They cannot put up with God's word of truth that saves sinners. They hate the confession, Jesus is Lord. They hate holy living. They have a doctrine that is in favor of antinomianism and hypergrace. They love pleasures of sin. They hate the gospel. They hate God's truth. And they hate God's holy people. Governed by their lust, sinful lust, they gather around themselves a multitude of false prophets like Janus and Jambres who are governed by demons who will faithfully preach to them what their itching ears want to hear. An antinomian gospel of moral filth for a fee. They leave the Orthodox Church and Orthodox and holy people and holy pastors and go and become faithful members of the synagogues of Satan. These pastors of satanic churches entertain them. They tell them lies. Lies like woe to those who call evil good and good evil. You see, total twistedness of their mind. Isaiah says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. So these pastors, 
immoral pastors who preach what people want to hear for a fee. They say evil is good and good is evil. Galatians 1.8, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel rather other than the one we preach to you, let them be eternally condemned. Simply put, go to hell. Second Corinthians 11 verse 4, for if someone comes to you and preaches a Jesus other than the Jesus we preached, or if you receive a different spirit from the one you received, or a different gospel from the one you accepted, you put up with it easily enough. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve, that is hell. And Jeremiah says in chapter 5, a horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. Prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority. And my people love it this way. But what will you do in the end? Such people are trapped by the devil to do his will. Second Timothy 2.26 They are always doing, they are always obedient to the will of the devil. They turn away from the truth of the Holy Scriptures forever and they turn aside to embrace myths, lies of the devil. They do so not because of the Orthodox minister's fault, but because of their own sin. They are children of the devil. Children of the devil, sir. You belong, Jesus said, to your father, the devil, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. And he lies. I have seen a lot of people lies. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. They are like Ahab and Jezebel who hated the Lord's commands and turned to follow 850 false prophets of Baal and Asherah who with one accord prophesy what Ahab and Jezebel would desire to hear. They hate the prophet of the Lord whether Elijah or Micaiah. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there not a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of? There is still one man through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I 
hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. He's Micaiah, the son of Imla. Jehoshaphat inquired, is there a prophet? Yes, there is a prophet, but I hate him. Hundreds of false prophets inspired by a spirit of lie prophesied in unison. 1 Kings 22, 12, all the other prophets were prophesying the same thing. Attack Ramoth Gilead and be victorious, they said, for the Lord will give it into king's hand. But through the Holy Spirit, Micaiah prophesied. I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord said, these people have no master. Let each one go home in peace. So now the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouths of all these prophets of yours. The Lord has decreased disaster for you. Micaiah declared, if you ever return safely, the Lord has not spoken through me. Mark my words, all you people. You know what happened in the war? Ahab was wounded and later died. Preach the word. That will happen to all who turn away from the truth and turn aside to myths. They die eternal death in hell. Be warned. Governed by loss. They choose pastors who would preach a gospel promoting immorality. They choose pastors who entertain them. They lie to them. Who do their bidding for a fee. For power. And for popularity. You find such pastors especially in mega churches and also in small churches. You hear them on radio. You see them on television. You hear them on the internet. Multiply for themselves teachers who will lie. They hate truth. They put their fingers into the ears as they did when Stephen was preaching. They cannot tolerate it. They get out. And I say go out because you are condemned by Christ himself. They say we are looking for pastors who will never preach the word of God but only lies, myths, the teachings of the devil. We are looking for such pastors. We want pastors who always scratch our continually itching ears. And they find them. Most pastors in this country are of that ilk. And verse 4 tells us that these former believers who had confessed Jesus as their Lord to live for his glory and their eternal happiness, who were baptized and joined Christ's holy church to live under Christ's teaching, they have turned away 
from the truth and turned aside to myths that is one lie after another lie that comes from the mouth of the devil's agents called pastors. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.6 we read, Some have wandered away from these and turned to meaningless talk. First Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4.1 and 2, the Spirit clearly says that in later times some will abandon the faith, the gospel, and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. First Timothy 4, 7 have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales rather than train yourselves to be godly. The myths that tell them Jesus loves unconditionally. So go and sin more. And have your fill of pleasures of sin. Don't worry, be happy. There is no judgment and there is no hell. Jesus is love. And number four, four more commands. But you, Timothy, in contrast to all false prophets, be sober, meaning be sober in all situations, daily, always be aware of reality, always be spirit-filled and scripture-filled, be controlled by the spirit and the scriptures, be self-controlled and God-conscious. First Timothy 5, 6, So then let us not be like others who are asleep. Let us be alert and self-controlled. First Timothy 5, 8, But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as breastplate and the hope of salvation as helmet. First Peter 1.13, therefore prepare your minds for action. Be self-controlled, set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. First Peter 4.7, the end of all things is near. Therefore be clear-minded, self-controlled so that you can pray. First Peter 5.8, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And that is true in my life. He's always roaring lion to swallow me up and you up. Be alert, spirit-filled, scripture-filled. And the second command, suffer hardship, kakopatheson. Suffer what, sir? Hardship. Pastor, don't expect to live a soft life. Rejoice in problems and sufferings. Rejoice in tribulations because they build up your character. Second Timothy 1.8 So do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. 
Second Timothy 2, 3, endure hardship. Be thus like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Second Timothy 2, 9, for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, but God's word is not chained. Preach the word. Second Timothy 2, 12, if we endure, we will also reign with him. And Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. Take up the cross and follow me. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus. In Luke 14, turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife, his children, his brothers and sisters, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. If anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me, he cannot be my disciple. We are called not to a soft life, to suffer hardship. Hebrews 11 Others were tortured and refused to be released so they might gain a better resurrection. Some faced jeers, flogging, while others were chained and put in prison. They were stoned, they were sawed in two slowly. They were put to death by the sword. They went about in sheepskins, goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated, and the world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains and in caves and in holes in the ground. The people of God. And you go other parts of the world and you will hear these stories. How they suffered for the gospel. And the third imperative in verse 5. Ergon poieson evangelistu. Do the work of an evangelist. Keep preaching the gospel that sinners may hear and believe and be saved. Always you do that. Not only the preacher, but also every believer. Philippians 2 verse 22, But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father he has served me, with me in the work of the gospel. 1 Thessalonians 3, to we sent Timothy, who is our brother and God's fellow worker, in spreading the gospel of Christ. Acts 1, 8, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, everyone. Acts 11, now those who had been scattered by the persecution, ordinary people, in connection with Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, telling the message, evangelizing the Jews. Everybody's responsibility to do the work of an evangelist sharing the gospel. It is the job of ministers as well as every believer. And fourth, fulfill your ministry. You know what Jesus said? My food is to do the will of God and to finish it. And he said in John 17, 4, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. John 19, verse 30, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, Tetelestai, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head 
and gave up his spirit. And St. Paul tells in Colossians 4.17, Tell Archippus, see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. Start it, continue it, and complete it. And that's what St. Paul did. 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And Second Timothy 4.17, listen to this. Everybody abandoned him. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength to finish the job. So that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth complete the ministry that God gave you how can I do it Paul says in Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through him who gives me strength Ephesians 6.10 finally be strong in the Lord and the power of his might Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand as a believer in Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians 9, 8, And God is able to make all grace to abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Second Corinthians 12.9 But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me to finish the work God has given me. May God help us to love truth, abide in truth, fulfill the task of living and proclaiming the gospel in the power of the Holy Ghost until Christ comes or until we go to him to receive the crown of life. God bless you. Go in peace. The Lord shall be with you always. He will never leave you. Heavenly Father, help us to apply what we heard by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace Valley Christian Center is committed to the unchanging truth of the Holy Scriptures. We have been proclaiming the whole counsel of God since 1974 through our weekly worship services, our website resources, and our publishing ministry. For more information about our church, to find more edifying sermons, or to order books by the Rev. P.G. Matthew, 
please visit our website at gracevalley.org.